this episode of PI Perspectives, Matt is joined by Rob Douglas, the co-founder of ScopeNow.com. Rob checks in with Matt at the 2019 Osmosis Conference in Orlando, Florida to discuss ScopeNow version 3.0. ScopeNow.com is an analytical search engine that uses social media and web data to create individual and business profiles for investigators to perform research. This episode is brought to you by folks at ScopeNow.com and Satellite Investigations in New York City. Please visit their websites to learn more. You can find links in our episode description. Now here's your host, private investigator Matt Spare, with his guest, Rob Douglas. And welcome to another episode of PI Perspectives. We are here in beautiful Orlando, Florida at the Osmosis 2019 conference. And I am fortunate enough to sit down with a dear old friend of mine, Rob Douglas from Scope Now. Rob, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Good. So um, I know what Scope Now is. I've been using you guys for a long time. Why don't we tell our listeners a little bit about what Scope Now is and what you guys are doing? Sure. So I like to call us an analytical search engine that uses social media and open web data to look at an individual's online presence to see if they're conducting fraud or if they're a threat from like an outside or external perspective. Now, you guys have been around since 2016. You're a startup guy. That's kind of your yes. thing. Guy from Long Island that uh, <laughs> has gone out and done a couple of ventures and done a few things. So tell me how you got to Scope Now and, and how you came up with the name Scope Now. Yeah. So if I'm just giving you the whole spiel about my background, I've been starting companies since I was freshman in college. And all of them kind of actually have something to do with Scope Now a little bit. The first company I started was called Ustabu. And the idea was that it was a tabless browser. So you know how like you have five projects going on, on at once, you have 10 tabs open. The concept was basically you could utilize all those pages on a single page. So you didn't have to open up multiple pages. The issues we ran into there were the ability to capture the data really quickly at scale. The cost of being able to process that data was too significant to keep the business running. Right. So did that during college, worked on some other projects. After I graduated, I started a company called Inertia, which did product development. We did a little bit of uh, customer projects. So like someone would come to us and say, please build this app. And we would build it, did that for two years or so. Wasn't keen on really the customer service side of things or customer or client management on that side. Uh, and wanted to really get into the consumer market or consumer like product market. So I started a company called Peak.com, which was a news aggregator that pulled information from all over the web and scored it based on the social media metrics surrounding a specific topic. So I was thinking like, okay, well, if someone starts talking about how asparagus is the most popular vegetable, well, we wanted to, to figure out, were there other news articles talking about this? Is this very popular? How popular is? And what is the most popular content? And the concepts behind Peaked and Usubu are actually the fundamentals behind Scope now, which pulls content at scale and processes data very quickly and efficiently, but then also ranks and organizes that information based on the social media data surrounding it. So all the businesses I've actually done have led us to Scope now. Um, the actual name Scope now comes from one of our like uh, initial, I'll call it like a, not necessarily a co-founder, but someone like, I guess you can call it co-founder, had the idea to do scopes for insurance fraud investigations and 
We just kind of said, let's scope that person. Let's scope this person. And we, we thought to ourselves, well, so we can call it like a periscope. Too. Yeah, like a periscope, like a telescope. Okay. And of course, we wanted to buy scope.com, but there's a huge mouthwash company that- Never heard of them. <laughs> big, big mouthwash company um, that has that domain. So I wasn't going to waste their time trying to uh, win that battle. So we were like, okay, let's do scope now. And that the, the spelling of S-C-O-P-E now is for the telescope company. So we- we decided to drop the C at a K, and here we are at Scope now. Do you ever get any cease and desist letters from those guys? No, it's it's pretty <laughs> different. It's also like most people don't really – people see the word and they don't think it's Scope now. They think it's like one word for like a – it sounds like a, like a nether uh, – like, or like a Dutch – Yeah, like a Scandinavian <laughs> name, which I love because I'm a huge like – Scandinavian uh, fanboy. It's like a pickled herring dish. Somewhere. <laughs> exactly. I always think it's like a, a Dutch shoe manufacturing company or something like that. Well, you had me in asparagus, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, so one of the things that I love about your site is just the functionality of it, just how it, it looks so good. Everything is just easy to navigate around. And I love the ability to remove. Remove is a great tool. Get rid of that white noise, get it out. It's almost like your product casts a net and you're able just to go through and remove all the white noise and things that that uh, don't need to be in there. And the other thing that I love about the company, and I've known you, you know, for for a couple of years now, is uh, you definitely care about making your product the best that it could be and improving on it constantly. Just the the conversations you and I have had, uh, you know, what works, what doesn't work, how can we make it better? I feel like you really listen to your customers and you try and deliver and. Uh, I'm super excited for this next version that's coming out next month. Um, folks here that are at Asmosis got a little sneak peek of uh, 3.0. Why don't you tell me a little bit about 3.0 and what's the new thing that's coming out here? Yeah, so we got a lot of different features that are coming um, coming into the product. So just to back up a little bit onto the to the filtering and nets that sure. you're talking about in, yep. in relation to the product. So the idea was that we wanted to gather data but help you refine it so you can get to where you're going. I'd rather have too much than too little. Um, but in the new version or 3.0, or the reason why I wanted to backtrack there is because uh, a lot of what we're doing in 3.0 is it's like the difference of picking up a bead with your fingers versus a tweezer. So we give you the ability to really refine your request and dive into it in a way that you wouldn't have been before. Kind of like deep... Deep diving, right? Shout out to Osmosis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> deep deep diving Osmosis. That's our theme this year. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the tools that are built into the to the product in regards to refining are definitely um, a step above before. But as far as features go, I think one of the coolest components is the ability to now run an OSINT search on a business. So it's pulling all this data on a business from all over the web, but it also links it to its owner. So you're getting a business report and an owner report all in one. It's amazing. Um, makes your lives a lot easier for multiple um, purposes. And, and the use cases there could be uh, vendor due diligence. It could be loan applications. There's a lot of information. Well, not, um, not only that, you have corporations that are no longer around and you know you need to find the executives of the, those corporations to serve process or, or do whatever. You know, the, they don't give you that on the Department of State. You know, it's wherever they register their DOS process, which you know is usually the attorney's office or something like that. So being able to connect those dots. You know, I saw a run through yesterday on it. I was really, really impressed with, uh, you know, creating that profile and linking the profile, both business and uh, and personal. I think it's a, it's an awesome tool. Yeah. It's really beneficial to most investigators or all investigators that are using it. And then if we're talking about like some other features, uh, one of the coolest ones is just the 
So it's not just the business to person, it's the person to person search. Mm -hmm. So I can compare two people yeah. uh, and people will ask like, well, how's that different than just adding a relative? Well, the idea here is that you don't know if these two people are connected and you're trying to draw parallels between their digital records. And that's what we do really effectively. It's, it's layering and mapping all the potential ways that these two people have uh, interacted with one another. Yeah, and what I saw yesterday, which I was so impressed with, is when you do get that situation where there's the layering, maybe they both like the same post, or maybe they were tagged by some a third party, they were both tagged, is it tells you like the date and the source of where it came from is amazing. And, it, and you can click on the link and you get that actual post and you see uh, what is out there. And that's like a game changer, really, really great. And I know that's something that you were talking on you know, you had thoughts on designing something like this, you know, for, for a while and you're bringing it to market and that's just amazing. Yeah, we're always thinking about what's next. And, and to be honest, like this took a while to build out because there's so much AI and so much, so much more product to be had here and, and, and implemented that we're already working on like the new version of the new version. It's not so, even out yet, dude. It's not even out yet. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already busting, busting people's chops to get the next, next version ready. So, well, you must we, be a real charm to work for. Yeah, no, don't ask for uh, employee feedback. Um, <laughs> what does your glass door look like? <laughs> it's shattered in, in many places. But yeah, we, uh, no, we, we, I think, I think everyone appreciates the forward thinking about the product because without product, I think you're nowhere. And, and to be honest, like compared to our competitors, I would say we definitely fall short on the marketing side of things. We really don't like, we don't scream and we don't, we do it because we like to, we like our product to win deals and we like our, our strategy to win deals rather than being the loudest people in the room. Well, not only that, man, you're techie, like yeah. you're, you're technology driven personally. So I see in you, you know, it, you take more pleasure in, in bringing something to market than talking about it. And that's, that's neat. Yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm a builder at heart, whether it's putting together some Ikea furniture or, uh, Legos or cooking or whatever it is, I really just enjoy seeing the cause and effect of things. So why do we keep going back to Scandinavia? I don't know. <laughs> exactly, right? I told you I, I love it there. Shout out to the meatballs. <laughs> Delicious meatballs. Very good. Tell me a little bit about the heat map. So the heat map's really great for multiple reasons. Um, the main one is that it takes consumer database information. So something that you'd find from TLO or Accurant, like your um, known addresses, so something you filed for like a credit card or something like that, takes all the locations that are found online, ranging from post geolocations, event geolocations, where the person went to college, uh, where their jobs were. So let's say in my case, I went to Vanderbilt, which is in Nashville. I work in New York City. Those two data points would be merged onto what we call a heat map. What it does on this map is it takes the frequency and duration into consideration when plotting these data points. So if you find the map and you're looking at it really, obviously everyone can't see the map here, but if you're looking at it topically and you see one location that is a huge circle compared to another, it means that this person's posting there more frequently. Right. And if you see that it's a hotter or let's say a darker red, that means that they're, they're more recently been there. Right. So the idea is you're trying to, you basically can track and see where they've been uh, in relation to, not necessarily where they've been, but just like a his historical of their entire digital location history. Yeah, the guy doing the, um, showing us everything yesterday, he completely sold your vacation out. So it's like, oh, look here, <laughs> Rob is in Italy. You know? I know, right? Yeah, so that's that's another thing too. So the way it calculates vacation, it's actually pretty cool. So it'll, it'll count the frequency of uh, posts at a specific location. Generally speaking, the more frequent a post occurs in a location that's different than the known locations, we we deem it a uh, vacation. Right. And then we'll sandwich it in there. So like even if it's two or three posts, you'll have like 
New York in January, you have New York in February, but by in mid-January, there's a few posts in, let's call it Bratislava for the, for the, um, the adventurist, uh, right, <laughs> the adventurist right. type. We can deem that that's a vacation or say that's possible vacation. We'll also look at the images. So we have an image analytics product that um, can take photos and determine whether or not someone's uh, traveling. Now, that sounds like an obscure topic, but when you factor into the equation um, where the person's known to be, so they're in New York or they're in, let's call it, um, I don't know, California, but there's photos of uh, like snowy peaks or something like that. Obviously, there, there are snowy peaks in, in both of those states, but just giving you an example here that we're taking objects, locations, backgrounds into consideration when we're deeming that this person is traveling. A lot goes into it. Right. And you also have a, a keyword function in that too, right? Yeah. So we call it a keyword just to be a little bit, because it gets confusing otherwise, but it's not really a keyword. It's actually... It's actually like almost like a concept, like a theme, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like what do you want to find about this person, or what what concept are you looking for? Some of the most common ones we see are something like physical activity, threat, uh, and travel. Or some of them are accidents or injuries. And what we're doing is we are looking at the words surrounding the content, but we are also looking at uh, photos and we're looking at like context clues. So in other words, if someone says I'm visiting the Big Apple, we know that that means they're traveling or they're doing something related to that. It doesn't have to say. I'm literally traveling to New York City. It's mostly concept driven. Right. Um, and then in contrast, the photos are then interpreted uh, or at least translated when you're putting in those keywords as well. And that falls into the object recognition. Right. So if I'm looking for someone who has a photo of a knife or a gun or contraband, right. uh, we group it into specific different categories that are. So are you able to do like, uh, for instance, if somebody was looking for somebody who was very passionate about like the Me Too movement, I know we're a little past that now but yeah but just that just is the first thing that comes to mind are you able to do like subject um search like that or so i try or we try to stay away from specific political like minded topics okay um can you do that on our platform yes you could use it but we don't advertise it as being used for that, for that right. just because there's like what so that i guess i guess that you can think about it this way so a lot of the times these companies get into situations or trouble when they violate aclu rights or regulations which basically mean like you shouldn't be able to group certain contexts into a behavior. So let's say someone says me too or something like right. that. And I'm just using that example because right. you mentioned it. Right. Um, and somehow or some way that that's interpreted as protest. Right. That's when there's issues because technically deeming something a protest is like a violation or automatically detecting it as a protest right. is a violation of ACLU. Wow, you guys which, really think of everything. <laughs> well, it's, it's something you have to take in consideration. We don't yeah. want to annoy anyone. So. Americans love to sue. <laughs> exactly. Everyone loves to sue everyone. They're, they're sue happy. You're trigger happy. Um, so we're not giving a recommendation. We're simply letting you find the data that you're looking for. So in other words, you could search for hashtag me too, but we're not going to tell you that this person's likely to say me too or something. Right, right. And again, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, no, totally. Full yeah. disclosure here. We don't feel one way or the other about me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Now, do you do like any kind of managed services where you have a team that, that helps out investigators or, or is it Yeah, so we have software? a team of analysts. Uh, we have six analysts that are OSIN experts that Basically, they have like a few different, I forgot the, we call it the four C's and I forgot all four of them. Watch right your now mouth, dude. Watch yeah, your mouth. Right. One, is, one is curate, one is custom, and the other two are really- I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the other two are, but basically they're curating and customizing the reports for our, our yeah, users. Yeah. And the reason why that someone would want that is they're too busy to do the investigation themselves. They're not computer savvy. They want to know only one singular data point. And if that data point is found, they want it highlighted and want nothing else, which is great. And that's that's a cool part of our business. It's a very small part of our business. It's right. about probably 
I don't know, one to two percent of our revenue, but it's still an important part. No, it's like a very Im- important part. And I think, you know, like I, I tend to like to go that route. I mean, for your service, I'm using currently I do it myself, but yeah. that's something I, can, I see value in that, like being able to free up your time uh, or just have full confidence that I'm not the OSN expert. You know, if I could turn it over to them and get a better result where, you know, I'm maybe I'm being pulled in 10 different directions. This person, their job is to get me the information, yay or nay, whether or not they can do it. So there's definitely something to that. Uh, and there's definitely value to that um, that I see there. One of the other things that I love about uh, your site is the ability to tweak your subscription on a monthly basis. Um, that, you know, if you're coming across a month where you know you're going to have a heavier workload, you know, it's not like a contract that you're in with them. They can bump it up and then that month is over and you can get back to, you know, your normal range that you guys really, you work with your customer. Uh, and I appreciate that, you know. Yeah, we, we realize that our product, the success of our product is contingent on the workflow of our customers, meaning that if you have a slow month, then it's like we don't want you to feel like you're obligated to spend a certain amount on our product. Um, so we have month-to-month contracts. We have yearly contracts. We have pay-as-you-go options for single um, single practitioner PIs. So look, we're flexible. We want everyone to be happy, and we realize that um, there's a need for the product. And at the end of the day, also, like most of 99% of the users that are using our product are doing good for the world. So it's like, yeah. look, we want to, we want everyone to have a better day at the end of the day. Are you sure about that? 99? <laughs> whatever the amount of, whatever the percentage is, it's very high. We do a very good job of, of um, screening who uses our tool. We don't let anyone on. You have to be an accredited private investigator or you have to be an investigator that's registered with like a Fortune 2000 company or a company that's been referred by one of those customers. Right. Thank God I got in there early. Got in there early, accredited and all. <laughs> It's all questionable these days. It's <laughs> true. Um, no, it's it's great, you know. And I always talk about like when I'm when I'm giving my my talks at different conferences and things like that uh, about the investigative tools that somebody should be using. I call it the Trinity, right? You always got to have three, and I'm not going to name the other two, but Scope Now is definitely one that's in there, and it's it's a necessary part. I I feel like if you're not using a product like that, that you, you're not doing your due diligence, right? And if let's say you're working for an attorney, that attorney has a fiduciary responsibility to work the case up as much as they can. And you as an extension of that attorney have a fiduciary responsibility to do everything you possibly can to gather information on the task at hand for the case, you know, being part of that Trinity and it works so well. I mean, I could, I could give you example after example of how Scope Now uh, really uh, solved a problem for me or, or solved an issue that one of the other search engines didn't. I'll give you two real quick. I had one where an attorney had a had a prior client of his that was making threats. They were unhappy with the way their case worked out and they were making some real disparaging remarks on social media. And he didn't have any proof of, over that. He wasn't sure who it was. So he, he went to the precinct to lodge a complaint and they said, well, you got to show us proof. You know, we're not going to do an, or, an order of protection unless you can prove that it was this person. So I ran through some other search engines and got nothing. And I all we had was a guy's telephone number. And it, I put it through your system. And through his telephone number, we got his Facebook page. We got a, his profile picture. And it was enough for the guy to bring it to the NYPD. And they issued uh, an order of protection against uh, against this particular person. So my client was happy. They felt safer. And, um, you know, Scope Now did more than the other guys did. And this is why you got to use multiple search engines, just because you guys source your data in different ways. You pull things out differently. The other thing that I use you guys for, which is just a fantastic 
fantastic thing because it's so quick. Um, your guy yesterday when he was talking, Mike, your sales guy, who's fantastic, by the way, he was talking yesterday and he was talking about two to three minutes of, of getting your report turned around. And that's true. And I use that when I'm doing jury research. And it's something that's kind of new. Not a lot of people do it. The time frame on it is ridiculous because you literally have minutes to run, you know, 10 or 15 profiles. And, you know, listen, we're not deep diving at that point. You possibly, you know, can't possibly do it. But getting that initial, uh, you know, LinkedIn page or verifying information or that Facebook page, seeing what kind of clubs or groups they're, they're a part of is something that I can confidently go back to my client with a thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, and I've done that several times now. And what ends up happening on these cases, they settle. You know, the other side looks at the, at the jury that they're about to face. And they go, oh, boy, we're in trouble. Uh, we're going to get creamed on this. Look, look at this this panel. And we're able to settle it. And you know, Scope Now is a big uh, part of that. Um, so it's a great tool. I know we were talking about uh, you know, the investigative community. I don't think realizes the power of Scope Now, what you can do with it. So why don't you, uh, if you can, just explain to me the different aspects that maybe the, the regular investigator didn't even realize that you guys could use it. Um, you know, what, what it can do and how, it, how they could benefit from using um, your search engine in addition to whatever else they're using. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the most non-obvious aspects. And I guess I could just do it from the top down because this way I don't miss anything. So your first, your first instinct is running a name and location. And you could run that. And if you're running a Rob Douglas in New York, you're going to find yourself with a lot of profiles that don't necessarily match who you're looking for because we're going off of a very seen, common name. I've seen it, them. <laughs> and Some big, guy lives on, on the, you know, on the east side. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's a big city. So look, there's a lot of people that match the criteria. First recommendation or the first thing that people might oversee is that if you know where someone's located or you know general census, I would use the smaller city of the two that you have in mind. Right. So in my case, I'm known to be from New York, New York or Oyster Bay. I put in Oyster Bay because it's a, it's a much more resolute or smaller city rather. Um, another component is you don't have to search by name and location. You can search by email. You can search by phone number. You can search by address. And now you can search by face actually. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that, that is really cool. Just running a profile picture. It is insane getting, technology. Yeah. Um, it is only available for enterprise customers. So I don't want right. to pitch it too hard. Just because open, open your wallets, people. Because <laughs> it is an expensive <laughs> tool, unfortunately. But look, we're, we're always open to having you guys play around with it to see what it looks like or feels like. Um, one of the other components I think is really important is people say like, oh, I can just Google this person's name. And that's true in a lot of cases. The cases that that is true is if the person's name is very unique. And the way that I define a unique name is, is a person that has probably less than 50 other people with the same name. So two per state. So when you search for a Rob Douglas, there's 1,962 of us. So you're going to get a whole mishmash of answers and you're not going to necessarily get something on Google that's relevant unless you, you add. You know, I believe that you know that there are actually 1,962. <laughs> there are 1,962 Rob Douglas. I, I believe that. <laughs> You've done that research. <laughs> yeah, we've done the research and we score every single name that gets passed through our system on a statistical level. So that's awesome. We have to and we study how common names are. So You're a math nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's, there's a number of different um, attributes to look into as far as how unique those different data points are, like the email address and phone number, which are obviously generally more unique to a single person. So knowing that you could just get some details on Google that still doesn't necessarily help you in regards to remaining anonymous and being able to capture data as quickly as possible. So 
one of the best key components of our product is being able to tap into social media sources, pull that data, um, give you the tools to pull exact data based on your keywords, based on your behaviors, based on your date, and do it all anonymously. So, so I'm going to stop you uh, real quickly there. So um, one of the other things I really appreciate about your product is that it's court ready. So if you need to testify authenticating that information, you guys got it all built in. We don't have to worry about it. I, that, that's a great, great tool. Yeah. So people get confused as to what metadata is, and it's not their fault. It's just two words that are basically different types of components. So or not components, whatever, whatever I'm going to go into the description here. Um, one level of metadata is an explanation of certain key data points that are hidden within an image or a post. So like the location, like the, um, it could be, uh, it could be like Facebook's image recognition that's built into it. When we talk about metadata, it's the way that we capture the data itself, meaning it's like the, the browser handshake with the, the site that we're pulling that data from, which allows it to be court admissible because it can be reproduced and it can be traced back to the origin of how it was collected. Um, this is to avoid, let's say, screenshots that have been tampered. Uh, and on the legal community, the word is, I think, spoilation. So it's stopping spoilation. Um, and it's just a really nice way of being able to manipulate, not manipulate, to be able to um, archive that information with without manipulation. Sorry. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's a really important tool. You know, realizing that what you're what you're pulling down, that you're able to use it with confidence in a courtroom, uh, I think is is really important. So what are some other things that, that you think maybe uh, your, your average PI wouldn't realize they could do with Scope? So that was another component. So other than being anonymous, the ability to extract data. So a lot of the PIs that are on our, on our product, we sent out an email that said that we had some new extraction and keyword options and you had to opt in to do it. And no one ever Nobody responded. Did. So <laughs> Guilty as charged, have, I'm sorry. <laughs> they have a very old version of Scope now that is... I can't tell you how much more updated Actually, it has I think, been. I think, so I, I think I opted in. You might have opted in. I would say maybe 20% of our PI base, and you have at least, I don't know, 400 PIs in the product. So maybe 500 now. So a lot of PIs. And um, I would say, yeah, listen to my emails when they come through, because sure. it generally means it's going to make your lives a lot easier. I don't know. My Rob Douglas emails, so you can write to spam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, let me just think about another part of that. So yeah, I would say... The keyword piece is, is huge. The extraction piece is huge. The date-based searching is huge. I, I don't think like, I think less than 10% of the PIs have the date search turned on, right. um, which is a huge component because if you know that you only want to care about X, Y, and Z date, yeah. then why care about anything before or after? Yeah, totally, totally. I think I, was, I saw that yesterday. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge component to it. Really so. Cool. It's not that we're not listening. It might be that we sent an email out and no one <laughs> changes their account. I don't know. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm talking about you guys. Come on, 500. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get, get some with, upgrades and updates the there. Um, the other component is the linking between profiles. I think people overlook this. So a lot of times a PI will say something like, well, how do I know this is the right person? And sometimes it's hard. And on the older version of Scope now, it's definitely more difficult than it is now. Um, but we link every data point. So if you were to remove a single Facebook page or a single Instagram page, and there's going to be a pop-up, and that pop-up will say, are you sure you want to delete this because it's linked to the following 10 other profiles? Right. If that's the case, there's a good chance that it's the right person because you have a lot of data that's linked, which means there's a clear-cut reason why that person's there. Some of the other cool components, the reporting functionality is great, but honestly, it's it's 
like compared to what's coming, it doesn't really make sense to even dive into what's missing because there's right. so many things being replaced and so redone. So, so let's jump into that real quick and then we'll wrap things up. Like what's the future for Scope now? Where, where are you taking this company next year or two? Yeah, so the future is to replace some of the outdated databases that you guys are accustomed to, um, the ones that refuse to innovate and listen and make mm -hmm. things difficult for everyone. Right. Um, and not to be like aggressive about it, but we are we are a forward-thinking company and we want to capitalize this market and we want to make sure that we're building the best intelligence tool product uh, possible. Uh, what does that mean for the product itself and our users? I think you'll be happy to know that you'll be able to do more and more on our platform. Uh, you won't have to leave as much and you'll be able to get everything you need to out of a business or a person search. We also have other really cool components coming into that. We're already, I think, 60 features deep into 4.0 and we haven't even launched 3.0. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're poor employees, man. <laughs> I see these guys downstairs. They're, they're laughing on the outside. They get good dinners. That's all They're matters. laughing on the outside. Every single joke you make, man. But the inside, I'm getting notes passed to me. Help me. <laughs> Look, hot cocoa and whipped cream go a long way to making people happy. <laughs> they call 911. <laughs> that's cool. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it, I think every investigator would be uh, it would serve them uh, well to go check it out. So give me the website uh, so that folks can go check out Scope. So it's Scope now, yeah. and then you add .com right after. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is all you have to do to get there. It's very simple. It's pretty easy to sign up. Also, just remember that if I ask a question of what's your PI license, that your reply of I work in Massachusetts doesn't necessarily answer the question. I do right. need your PI license to be able to prove your account, unfortunately. Yeah, you got to And that's because of a handful of reasons. But look, we love working with you guys. You're, you're the reason why we are where we are. So we're happy to keep you around, obviously, and, and make the tools as good as possible for you. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Trinity folks, you got to add this to, uh, to your toolbox. It's a uh, I've hit lots of home runs using this product and I'm one of your biggest fans. We chat all the time and I love that you make yourself available to, to do that. And uh, you really have this passion of making your product a better product. And, uh, you know, I will continue to be a walking testimonial. I think at every event I come to, I always grab people and say, go talk to the guys over at Scope. If you're not using them, you should be. So I'm going to use this uh, platform here right now to say, if you have not checked out Scope now, you really need to go and at least take a look at it and see what they can do and, and figure out a way you can implement it into your uh, investigative business. So that is a wrap. Uh, we are about to head back downstairs and do what we need to do. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, his phone's been going off the whole time we've been here. <laughs> Thank you for putting it on uh, silent. <laughs> and uh, thanks, man. I really yeah, appreciate no, it. No and problem. Really enjoyed being here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, for those of you who don't know Matt, he's a great guy. Loves food, so if you have a good recommendation for lunch, definitely send it his way. Mine too. Rob's paying. Rob's paying, <laughs> and uh, feel free to join us next time. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks, and uh, we'll, we'll catch all you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Be sure to visit scopenow.com and check out the all-new features that 3.0 has to offer. This episode has been brought to you by the folks at Scope Now and by Satellite Investigations, New York's leading investigations firm since 2005. Learn more at SatellitePI.com. Feel free to share this episode on social media and please leave us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. Next week, we check back in with Mike LaCourt, the chairman of the World Association of Detectives. On behalf of Matt Spare, thanks for downloading this episode of PI Perspectives.